When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. As you know, here at The Coffee Breakup with Marvin and myself, we take mental health very seriously, especially when it comes to therapy. It can be awkward, but the beauty of our sponsorship now with BetterHelp is the accessibility that you get literally over your phone or on the computer, however it is that you need to communicate with someone at BetterHelp to get that therapy that you need. So without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with stress. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and the Coffee Breakup listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash The Coffee Breakup. That's better, H-E-L-P.com slash The Coffee Breakup. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Um, I never felt like I needed to go and do something behind his back. You know, it was very open. So he did his things with his friends. He had his girlfriends. I had my guy friends, you know, and I was used to that. So when I got into this relationship, which was a year after I broke up with my previous one, I kind of saw that he was showing signs of that. And I was kind of like, "Mm, I don't know how I'm feeling this because I didn't want to be with somebody who felt threatened just because I had guy friends. Dude, I think of that. I think our whole lives are scripted, and I can go on like an hour tangent of how I think that we're part of a simulation. But oh, I gonna, believe that's true. I'm not going to bore y'all, but <laughs> I think that everything is like, man, I would never th- believe in signs like that until my best friend passed away. When he passed away, like literally the day after. Oh, I've seen the picture. On he your passed away near, like in my neighborhood. Like he was, he was coming back towards my house and he lost control, hit a tree, whatever. But. You know, it was in my neighborhood. I pass it every single time I have to go in that direction. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's like, I always put gas by there, but mm-hmm. it's like, that's the, like, it's the, the street that I have to go down. Like, I can yeah. go any other street. I can go around, but it's it's so inconvenient. It's literally the most convenient. And I remember the day after, um, it was raining. And I had come back, and I, I visited the, the tree. And I looked up, and there was a huge rainbow that peaked right over where the tree was. And I'm like, yo, and then everyone's like, oh, that's that's Jose, that's your friend. I'm like, well, it's probably a coincidence. But then as time went on, we would call him coins. Because when we were in a fraternity, we had to pay dues. Like there was a, I think it was like 300, 350. And uh, there was one year that- you were in a sorority. I mean, fraternity. uh, fraternity. But well, that's not the point. But the point is we had to pay these dues. (laughs) We hated the guy who was in charge of finance. So then me and him were like, dude, let's just pay it in coins. So we went to like his bank and we're like, oh my God. How much coins do you have in your coin tray? Um, probably this much. I'm like, all right. 
<laughs> give me all of it. So we put it all in a bag and then we paid our dues. So he was called coins. And then he had this thing that he'd always put a penny next to his little son Lazaro when he would study because he was being an accountant. He was becoming an accountant. And then randomly after when he passed away, we would find coins everywhere, pennies everywhere. No way. And his mom would always see it and she'd like, oh, he's right there. It's like, there's signs like that, yeah. you yeah. know, that you don't really want to believe them or you acknowledge them until something traumatic happens to you when you're like, man, maybe the, the yeah. something is trying. So when you were saying that, I'm like, man, I can't relate to that. So that's why I got a little water right when you said that. Yeah. Because um, I, I, I kind of go through that almost on a daily with that. And, and the whole reason why I'm doing this, like my, my main purpose of why I'm doing this, apart from what I believe in, is for him. You yeah. know, it's because of him that I want to work so hard because he was such a it hard worker. It gives you purpose. It gives you it, purpose. It does. And it's a shame that that is like the root. That's like, what I'm saying. That but it, it's now I'm so much more grateful. Unfortunately, I feel like in life, you know, traumatic things happen and that's when your perspective shifts. And unfortunately, you know, th it takes things like that for you to realize some, you know, some, I guess like for you to realize things. Yeah. Like, I, I'm sure I obviously I would love my sister to be here, but I mean, there's nothing I can do to bring her back and I have to accept things the way that they are. So it's like, what can I take from this? What can I learn from this? How is this going to change my life? How is this going to give me purpose? How is this going to, you know... What is the meaning of what this? What is the meaning of this? What, what am I supposed to do now? What am I going to take from this? Why is this happening and like, what do I got to do? If I don't do anything with her passing or with your friend's passing, then what did they pass away mm. for? You get me? Yeah. Not that they passed away for anything specifically, but it's like now that they passed away, it's not in our control. We can't do anything. So what are we going to do with it? What right. are we going to take from it? Because right. then it's like... I don't want to waste their life. Yeah. You know, I want to learn from it. It's such a shitty situation because, again, it's like, it's that. Because, you know, especially since we're young, we think we're invincible, that mm -hmm. this is life, like we're just having fun. But then, boom. I like saw a tweet the other day and it's like, oh, the biggest lesson I learned this year is that don't think it can't happen to you. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, oh, you see, oh, this person's getting cancer. This person passed away in a car crash. This person this, this person that. And you're just like, it oh, could but be that, you. But that, that would never happen to me. But it And it was me. If it was them, why not it you? It was one day I woke up and I get a call. Your sister has leukemia. And I'm like, your you, your whole world, your whole world get um, flips upside down. It's like, what? I'm like, what do you do from there? It's just, it's a lot to unpack, you know. So, so you, you have any? No, no, no. I want to get into the direction of like the the, the trauma bonding. Okay. What, how did you cope with that experience? Was it you were in a relationship at the time? Yeah, he was with me. Perfect. Yeah, and I want to get into. And that. how did that translate into? The relationship. Yeah, because when that happened, I mean, I'm assuming that you, everything kind of, your perspective changed. Yeah. So uh, I feel like you're approaching that mm -hmm. as, you know, re revisiting this relationship, yeah. maybe with that different perspective. The only thing is, is he reciprocating? Yes. Okay. So putting him aside, well, well, not putting him aside because we'll, it is we'll a get trauma bond. We'll get but tied together. I guess when she first passed away, like, I don't think I applied you know how we were just talking about how what are you going to take from it or what are you going to learn from it? What are you going to do with with that, you know, traumatic event that just happened to you? I don't think I I at least appropriately applied it to my life until this year. She made a year in, back in May. So when she first passed away, I was mad at the world. I was in a dark place. I, I felt like I was already in a dark place before. Like, I wouldn't, I, I guess I would say like I was... I guess depressed in a way. Um, I was just not happy with my life. I felt stuck. I felt like I was in my comfort zone. I just felt like things weren't going the way that I felt like my life would should be going. So when my sister passed away, I felt into an even an even darker place, like in a deeper hole. 
And I was just mad at the world. And I think I tried to find love, like not even romantic love, just love in general in the wrong places and the wrong things, you know, that I wanted to go out. I wanted to get fucked up and get drunk. And I wanted to be in the party life. And I wanted to get my mind off of things. You know, like my mom was just so sad. And I just felt like so much pressure was on me now, you know, being the only daughter that she had left, that it was like, it was so... I guess, uh, draining. It was so exhausting, you know, like I don't blame her, but for me, it was very exhausting. Everybody was like, Oh, you have to be careful. Oh, you have to be there for your mom. Oh, you have. And I'm like, I'm trying to be there for her and I am there for her, but it's like, who's going to be there for me, you know? So I felt like I put too much responsibility on my partner, but I felt like I wasn't getting anything from it you get what i'm saying like i felt like i tried finding happiness in him and then going out and then doing this and i was just engaging in behavior that it wasn't me you're feeling a void a void like i felt like a void in in my heart in my soul i guess using whatever you could find whatever i could find whatever came my way i would take it yeah and it wasn't and i like i had like no self-control in that aspect i kind of tried you know Again, like just taking my mind off of things and, oh, you want to go here? Yes, let's do it. Oh, you want to go get drinks? Yes, let's do it. And then I would excessively drink. And I had not that I was like ever an alcoholic, but um, drinking more than you probably should. But I drinking more than I probably should, getting into situations that I didn't want to be in, doing things that I regretted the next morning, causing, you know, the I guess the depression to get worse because it's like, you know, it would trigger my anxiety. Like I would wake up and I'd be like, oh, I already know I did something that I didn't want to do. So I got into that cycle again. And in between that, like, I kind of felt like I was ignoring him. I was putting him to the side. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really, I guess, prioritizing the way that he felt, you know, like, because he was there for me. I have to give kudos and I have to give credit. He was there for me through it all. Every night that I was crying, every night that I felt alone, like, he was there by my side. And he never missed a day that he wasn't. And I guess I pushed him away in that aspect because it's like, I just, I wasn't happy. So I felt like I projected that unhappiness onto him and then onto our relationship. So since he was there, not only was he there through my sister's passing, he was there when I turned 21, you know, the big 21. Um, He was there when I graduated with my bachelor's. He was there through very big events in my life, I would say. Probably the biggest events, you know, considering also my sister. So... I felt like through all that trauma, through all that, you know, negativity and, you know, even the highs, I got attached to him. Like I did love him and I do love him, but I felt like I got attached to him even more where it was like, I'm not going to feel comfortable in my life if I'm not with with him. I'm not going to feel safe if I'm not with him. I'm not going to feel happy if I'm not with him. You know, like I feel like everything had to do with him. And then obviously when his faults came into play, I was like, I should be able to walk away from this. Like, you know, like if I could lose my, like I had the mentality, oh, if I could lose my sister, I don't care about losing nobody else. So I became kind of heartless in that way. And I didn't want to think that way because a a friend of me put it into perspective for me. And she was like, I know you lost your sister, but that doesn't mean that you should be so cold hearted to other individuals just because, you know, like, oh, like I said, oh, because I'm not scared. No, because I already lost the most important person in my life. Then, oh, I don't care about losing anybody else. And it shouldn't be like that. I, I shouldn't push away people just because it's not going to hurt me. or The, the pain is not is not going to amount to the pain that I endured when my sister passed. You know? Think of how, how impactful trauma is, dude. For that, It literally like changes the shape of your whole Life. way of thinking. Yeah. Like, I, you're like, I couldn't let go. Like, even, yeah. even when I knew he was bad for me, I couldn't let go because 
the fear of being alone, the fear of having nobody there for me because, you know, it was still recent. I was still going through so much, like, mentally and emotionally. Like, you know, I lost my sister. Like, point, point blank, I lost my sister. And having the person that was with me through the next couple of months in my life and how I was adjusting and how I was feeling, I got attached to that. I got attached to his presence, mm. you know? Like, I got attached and, like, it's like I needed it. Like, as if he was, like, oxygen or something. And, like... I don't know. I feel like at the same time, it's like, have you ever heard that saying that, oh, just because you're thirsty doesn't mean you you drink poison? I haven't. I haven't heard that. Either. But damn, but it, it makes sense. Yeah. It, the, I was thirsty and I drank poison. That's, it's almost that's like, or, or I think there's another one that's like seawater. Yeah. I was and thinking like, that when you're in the ocean, you're stranded, you're, the, you're so thirsty. You drink seawater. Yeah. That's just, it so causes So I feel like out of desperation to have somebody there and because I didn't want to be alone and it's like, oh, I already lost my sister. I don't want to lose anybody else. And he was just there through it all that it's like, you're my comfort. And like, I just depended on that too much. And like, bringing back to the situation of why we broke up it kind of pushed me to be away from him because he didn't want anything to do with me. So it's like, wow, I really have no choice now. Like, he really doesn't want to be in my life. He doesn't want anything to do with me. So that kind of gave me the, like, the push and, like, forced me to leave that relationship. So we never fully got back, right? I guess until now, I would mm -hmm. say. Or at least we're trying, whatever. So that's when I started getting into self-help books. That's when I started kind of, like, I need to realign myself. That's why I th that's why I feel like I didn't apply my sister's situation until this year because I guess I was so taken up by being mad, by being angry, by I get like I said finding love in the wrong things and the wrong people that it kind of blinded me and it kind of didn't let me see the bigger picture. So this year I started doing things for me. I started being comfortable in my solitude. I was okay with being alone. It, this was a year where, oh, I don't have, none of my friends are available to come eat with me, to go watch a movie with me, to come to the beach with me. I'm going to go alone. I'm like, why should I have to stop doing things just because my friends aren't available or because I don't have a partner to do it, do it with? Because I was always that type of person that I was self-conscious and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to look like a loser. I'm going to look super lame. Like, oh my God, this girl's alone. Does she not have friends? Does I, she not have a man? And it's like, I don't need anybody. I should be able to do things with or without people. You know? And just imagine how many people are living their lives every day because of that. They're like, oh, I'm just going to stay home oh, because yeah. nobody wants no. to do something. Or I, I want to do this, but uh, do you want to go? Do you want to go? Do you want to go? Oh, I'm just going to stay home. Like, yeah, no, and I was that person. Stopping I've, your life. I've told people, oh, yeah, I went to the beach. Like in conversation, I went to the beach by myself and blah, blah. And they're like, wait, you went to the beach by yourself? Why? Oh, I would never Are you okay? do that. It's like a crime. Yeah. What's going on? It's like, yeah. oh, my talk God, about why would you go alone? And I'm like, sometimes sometimes I choose to go alone. Sometimes I don't even want to be with anybody. Sometimes I just want to pop in my headphones, read a book, and yeah. just chill by myself. Like, not even because none of my friends are available. Sometimes because I choose to. Like, that's how comfortable I am with being alone. Damn. That I go to a restaurant or I go somewhere to eat and I just eat by myself and it doesn't bother me. It used to bother me. But... So 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 then how, now with all of this, because let's go back to the guy that you're sort of dating-ish. Who knows? Um, how are we now reapplying all of this into this, uh, this second, third, hundredth attempt? And <laughs> do you think that this time now, the way that he's responding to you, given how you are now do you yeah. think that it's, it's in a better place that yes you can make because it work? when we were together i just felt like we were doing the same thing every weekend we were staying in and then he would go and do this it was pretty much like a routine for him and i don't like living my life in a routine where it's the same or the similar thing every weekend i like doing different things i mean i could go to the beach every weekend i i like i pretty much try to go every weekend 
but in the aspect of like you know surrounding myself with you know different people like not switching friends but it's like meeting new people i guess you could say and getting to know them and seeing what their life is about like there's so many people that that you're not going to know that you're going to relate to and then you end up relating to and you're just like wow where have i been where have you been my entire life it's like if i'm going to surround myself by the same people it's like i'm never going to you know get new perspective i'm not going to get new insight that's why i love even if i have a conversation and never see you again with that one conversation i'm going to take so much from mm. that and it's like I don't want to be in the same circle, in the same place, in the same, you know, in the same routine every single day. I want to be somewhere new, try new places, meet new people. Like, I'm a people person. I love meeting new people. Like, it's just. No, and, and it's important. And that's the whole reason why we're doing this, right? It's just trying to have conversations with people that that can share their stories. And, and let me tell you, you shared a lot of deep stuff there that I'm hoping that anyone, like, even me, I'm sitting across from you and I'm like, damn, like, I can relate. I just want people to be able to listen and just be like, damn. I know where you're, where she's coming from. And that's or, important about meeting people. So even those people who don't, who are watching and they don't want to meet people, at least they're meeting you virtually somehow. Oh, yeah. Through, I mean, and that's the I'm beauty. Such like, a oh, person. look, there's someone that I now I feel like yeah. I can even connect with myself. And that's that's pretty much the goal. Right. Like prior to the to the Instagram where we follow each other, yeah. I had um, another Instagram and I wasn't like famous or anything like Instagram famous. I had like eight grand, like 8,000 followers. Eight grand. Grand. Uh -huh. I had 8,000 followers. Okay, <laughs> we, can, we can cut that out because that sounds stupid. No, sorry, okay, sorry. I had like 8,000 followers, but like you have a couple thousand followers and people think that you're super snobby, um, superficial and snobby and full of yourself. And, and people would meet me and they're like, oh, wow, you actually have a personality. And it's like, this is me right yes, now. Really? This like, is kind of me yeah. right now. So, so since I met her randomly at the beach a couple of times, I'm like, I mean, she would, you were cool. You're super yeah, cool. But, but I'm like, who is this girl? And yeah. now I'm saying, I'm like, damn. Like, yeah, like once you, once you start unpacking, you're just like, oh, okay, like you can have a conversation. You have a lot more than you show. Like and another, to, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, no, no, no. another learning lesson here is that is don't judge a book by its cover. Because mm. just because you probably look like a douchebag, when they sit and talk to you, they're like, "Damn, yeah, Marvin's not a true, right? true, true, true." Like, like I don't know you, but it's like, "Oh, he's light skinned Oh, he has he's he tatted. He's like, tatted. oh, he, he's definitely Old a Beckham player. Junior. He's he thinks a, he's, he's a fuck boy. He's a player." But then, like. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I was I'm right was, here, guys. Yeah. I'm like, oh, don't you have a book? Yeah, it's four. like, oh, you have a fourth? You do have the fourth. fourth. Okay, well, like this man is writing books and being a whole ass author, and you would have never expected know, that. Yeah, yeah, it's true, it's true, true, true. You think no, he's there being a, f a promotor in Winwood and yeah, you know, you like, do look oh, like a promoter you know, come to my table, and then <laughs> the whole time, yeah. you know, you you have how many girls you got? Yeah. <laughs> Bring girls. So I mean, yeah, I mean, I've I've been hit with that, you know, like so many times it's like i'm not saying like i'm beautiful or anything but it's like to some people i'm a pretty face and then they're like oh but that's all you are and it's like okay try me yeah. but that goes with anybody Absolutely. like you see somebody random and it's like oh like they don't you know like you meet them a couple of times but they don't open up but once you have that opportunity and you just start like dissecting them and you're just like oh shit like there's a lot more to you to unpack i think that if we can just approach people with that mentality and, and we also say the same thing about dating because when we go into dating thinking oh this is a date like boom now we just box ourselves in but if we go in there just like meeting new people mm -hmm. being open just to be nice to people like even if that's if it's at the grocery store sometimes i'm at the grocery store and someone's doing something and i'll be like yeah i'm good that one like <laughs> oh this one's really good or, or, I'll, or i'll walk by someone's car i'm like those are amazing make sure you get two if they're on sale 
And I've even had like these English muffins in my hand. Some some guy walked by me. He goes, "By the way, they're two for one." <laughs> so it's things like that. Things so like instead, that, some people love- will probably be like, "I don't want to talk to people," or like, "Why are you talking to me?" And like people, like if we can just approach it being open and and willing, it's yeah. like, what are we gonna lose? I recently uh, read the book, uh, "The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success," and in the book, it teaches you that whenever you meet somebody, um, you know. Somebody completely new, you know, like that. Like you yeah. just meet them, or you know, a friend of a friend, or whatever. You either compliment them, or you you give them a you send them a prayer, and like you either compliment them verbally, like oh I I like your your hair, sure, oh I uh, like I like your suit, yeah. oh I like your belt, and like once you instantly compliment somebody, you see their energy, like oh wow, thank you. Mm. Like yesterday I was at the drive through in Chick Fil A and. The girl was like, oh, are you, are you, um, Allison? And I'm like, no. And she's like, oh, you're pretty, by the way. And that just completely shifted my mood. I was like, oh my God. And I learned that, yeah, when I meet somebody, I'm just going to send them a quick prayer or I'm going to compliment them. Oh, thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for having me on your podcast. Oh my God. I love your podcast. I've listened yeah, to your yeah, podcast yeah. a million times. Oh, um, or, you know, something in the conversation that came up, I'm going to send you like a mental prayer. Like, oh, I'm going to pray for you in that aspect. Man, I, I lo- it's funny because the other day I was at work and and uh, I work at a restaurant. One of the directors who does like like one of the big high big ups, he was like, he pulled me aside. He's like, hey, I've I've, I've watched your podcast and I really love it, love it. And this guy's like an executive, and he does like multi million dollar contracts and everything like that. And he's like, yo, I watch your podcast. I really like the uh, can men and women be friends? Like he was can watching men and women be friends. Oh, the one that we did. Yeah, we did. Like, he, and he watched. It. He's like, bro, and can they? <laughs> watch, watch, I'm watch kidding, it! I'm I'll put the link here, and you can watch <laughs> it. Um, and, and he's like, "Well, I watched it. You guys are doing an amazing job. I love what you guys are doing." And it's little things like that, bro. Like you don't know how important that is. A lot of and people, it's, it's fuel. Funny, like they keeps them going. I feel like you always get it when you most need it. Mm, true. You don't know how words can really impact somebody's the power. Life. That, the power yeah. that like. That, like the word holds it's it's insane but you want to know i also think it's it, it also comes down to who's receiving it because if i'm going to be going somewhere because I, I say it all the time like if you say hey i like your suit i'm gonna be like i know that's why i wore it i know it's nice but thank <laughs> you but I, that's why i picked it out um but for, like, if i'm just like i don't know it, it, it's like when you least expect it i think is when you need it most mm-hmm. and that's when the compliment hits the, the, like, the hardest yeah because if you're looking around or if you're trying to do something and they're like oh like bro marvin like you just cut your hair i'm like yo your hair looks nice you're gonna be like yeah, uh, i, I would hope so it. like i just cut my hair <laughs> yeah. you know? true, 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 but true. if like something else like, or like his beard his beard was super long and i'm like bro you gotta trim that shit then he trimmed it and i'm like yo and he goes okay. i know, <laughs> I know. It's things like that true, so true, it's like true, when you're true. not really sure or whatever okay, like bring me back to yesterday at the chick-fil-a line i had just got another gym my hair i was super sweaty i looked super ugly i shouldn't be eating chick-fil-a after the gym but whatever (laughs) let's mind our business and right there and i'm looking no makeup nothing i'm sweaty i look gross gross and this girl is like oh you're so pretty by the way and i'm like yeah yeah. like i needed that thank you and it's just little compliments like that oh i like your hair oh my god i love your shirt where did you get it i'm like i'm the type of person i'll send you the link Everything. <laughs> I'm like, oh, fashion over. Oh, no, I'm going to send you everything. Too bad I was the same way. I went to go get a massage. This was a couple mu- a months back, but I went to get a massage and the, the two girls that were there at the front desk, they were talking about eating and food. And I was I was dying. I was like, I was on keto and I hadn't eaten all day. I was fasting. And someone's like, oh man, I want to eat this. Uh, look at this cr- uh, this croissant or look at, I want a biscuit from Starbucks. And I'm like, I am so 
hungry right now and they started laughing and she was like oh i want to do a detox i'm like i'm currently doing a detox and i'm like let me send you what i have like i literally i'm like oh do you have your airdrop on perfect and i and i fucking send it to her and i'm like it's on the fourth page so like we scroll through and also there's like other meal plans and stuff like that if you want I go for it but at least that. you know what you were talking about you want to do a detox this is the one that i'm doing play around with it maybe you like it maybe you don't but boom i literally sent it just because of that because i wanted to yeah like oh where did you get your necklace oh at the mall like no, I will I send don't remember. you what mall, what store, what, what location, aisle, how much it was. How Here's much it my was. receipt. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm that type of person because it's like I'm not gonna like keep safe something. Like, that's weird. Yeah, I, I think that's you. weird. Right, we got about thirty minutes. No, <laughs> not thirty minutes. What do you mean? Well, no, we don't. I know, I know, I know. I we don't. don't want know. It. We already seven minutes. No, I understand. I understand. Yeah, um, we gotta start wrapping. Man, yeah. we has, we're gonna have to bring you back on. Too bad I actually really wanted to come back on because she has a lot. Yeah, there's a lot oh, to unpack. Thank you. <laughs> um, um, you have something to say? No. She no. just talked about Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A. No. Um, I guess we can move move further along. You said you, what else? You wanted to talk about trauma bonds, and then there was it was marriage. But dude, I don't want to. I don't want to rush that. Okay. We can like leave that. No, no, I would have to. We have to. I mean, yeah, I would love to come back on. Part three, part four, part five. (laughs) Um, So now, like, in terms of the, do you feel like you've grieved enough? You you cope with the loss, like where you are now, in terms of where you were at the beginning, like, because we, you're, I don't, I don't want to say grieving is ever. It's a process that's never truly be done. You'll always grieve that person, Mm -hmm. but in terms of where you are now, like you mentally. Your headspace, do you feel like you're in a much better place now than you were at the beginning? But, but before you answer that, yeah. I want to piggyback off that sure. because Jose, the well, your, your friend also, um, you know, when he passed away, his mom to this day, this was like about three, four years ago, and to this day, she's still like destroyed from it, of course. you know. So it's one of those things that what you're saying is you're never going to stop grieving no. him. Some it's more impactful than others, but to this point, yeah. where does that put you now? So, I mean, compared to when it first happened, when it first happened, I remember like. I would cry myself to sleep almost every night for the first couple of weeks, like screaming, crying, like I can't breathe crying. Um, At first it was a shock though. At first I felt like numb, I guess you can say. I think that's the word that, that I would use because I felt like I wasn't reacting the way that everybody expected me to react. Like I wasn't okay at all. Like my mind was just completely like gone. It was all over the place, but I kind of just felt there like, what now you know and i I, again i just felt numb so after that numbness kind of went away it kind of started hitting me all over again and it was just like the absence of her coming home and realizing i'm not gonna see her physically anymore um that i'm not gonna laugh with her anymore you know i have videos of her laughing and like I, i i'm not gonna hear that in person again I'm not going to fight with her again. We're not going to have those, you know, stupid arguments because she borrowed my clothes behind my back or because I have to give her a ride last minute somewhere or, you know, like things like that or that like I get mad at her for doing things too early, like we were speaking about earlier in the conversation. Um, And I was just in a dark place, like I said, finding love and all the wrong things and places. Mm. And I just felt like I'm just like, what now? Like, why? And I was very... I don't know how you guys spiritually align or I guess religious religiously align. Um, but I believe in God and I believe in the universe more universe than God. Like I'm not a religious person in the aspect of, you know, like being a Christian or anything. I really don't go to church because 
I've never really found a church where I feel comfortable. I feel like people just try to make profit out of it and go for the wrong reasons. Whatever. That's another conversation for another day. But um, I put my trust in the universe and I was very, I was angry at God for a long time. Because, you know, there's a saying of, you know, why, why do, why do good people have to die? And it's like, what wrong did my sister do to deserve this? You know? And I was mad. I was like, why, what was the purpose why couldn't she continue living her purpose until she was 80 years old? I'm like, you know, like that was my life partner. That was the, that is my life partner. But, you know, physically, like I don't have her. Like that was a person that I was supposed to grow old with. That was a person that, you know, I was going to be an aunt to. Like, you know, she wanted kids. She wanted marriage. She wanted, you know, she wanted to live her life. She was in the, she loved the beauty industry. She loved doing her makeup. She loved doing her nails long, long, super long. She loved the extensions, the lashes. Like, she was super talented in that department. And she just loved, she just loved the party life. And, you know, she, I know she was like a wild child. And it's like, why does she have to be short-lived, you know? And I, I was just angry for a long time. Very angry. Because it's like, Why? That, that was the question, why? I, I was doing a, um, a daily journal, and one of the questions were, oh, if you could sit down and talk to God, what, was, what would be the first thing you would say? And the first thing I would say would be, why? And I was just angry, and, you know. Listen, I'm so, my coworker okay. had the same exact story, because he, well, another coworker, I have a lot of stories with my coworkers. <laughs> um, one of my other coworkers, he, um, he had an accident, and he was just being an idiot, and he was like, he was a, an F boy, thought he was whatever. So he, he, he was, he had an accident and he got intubated and eventually he, he's like, he has no idea how he's still alive today. Like there's no reason why he should be alive. His best friend's daughter was diagnosed with something. I forgot what it was. He told me the story. And in, in less than a year, it was like two years. It was under two years that the baby passed away because of whatever disease it had. And he's like, what the hell? Like me, I'm an idiot, like 20-something years old. I'm there on a motorcycle, and I me pinguedo. I don't even know how I'm still alive. Yet, this poor little angel who has done nothing did nothing. And she has, like, that's what her life is. Yeah. It is. That's all it is. A, a little over a year of just battling whatever yeah. it was that she had. And I'm like. I mean, I don't think you should have that mentality either because I don't think anybody deserves to die unless they're a murderer. Or like a rapist or something like that. Sure. But I, I, I don't think there's anything really bad. Like, I don't think there's anything that severe that you can do in life besides those two things that would ever, like, you know, I guess, oh, I deserve to die. No, that's what he was saying. He's just like, man, I, I get so but frustrated. It's just, it gives you perspective because it's like, you And know, then like, it challenges like beliefs I, of, I like... Was, not that he did it on purpose, but it's like, oh, like, I pretty much asked for it and I'm still here. And then the baby who's literally innocent and hasn't done anything... See, exactly. What did they do to exactly. deserve that? Exactly. So it's just like angry because it's like, you know, like what was, what is the purpose of that? You know, they've done Definitely. nothing. So, I mean, it is what it is. But I mean, today, you know, there, there's times where I'll be on the phone with my mom and she'll just break down crying or she'll call me crying. And it's like a lot of pressure on me, you know, yeah. like I'm always there for her. But it's just, again, it's a lot of pressure because you, nobody wants to see their mom go through that. Like my wow. mom cries and that's it. I'm fucking freaking yeah, Niagara yeah, Falls yeah, over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't, I hate seeing my mom cry. Yeah. And it's always going to hurt me, but the pain of losing your own child, I yeah, obviously never... don't know, but I know that's more than I can even imagine from what I feel. Yeah, yeah no no parents should ever you know, have to bury their child. You know, yeah. usually the other way around. It's a circle of life, but 
know, obviously when she got cancer, we were like, oh, this is the worst thing ever. You know, it can't get worse than this. So when she overcame the cancer, we kind of were like, okay, now we can breathe. Like now we can take that, and then that, that breath. And it's like, now we can, you know, we have that weight off our shoulders. We don't have to worry about the cancer because you think cancer and you think, oh my God, like death. And this is the worst thing yeah. that's ever going to happen. So we kind of calmed down. We're like, oh, she's going to be okay now. Like, she's going to live. Like, she overcame this. She's a freaking soldier. And she was. And then something happens that wasn't even the cancer. And it's like, so you're telling me that she could have lived? That she could have lived? Only, oh, that's right. Yeah, because of the malpractice. That's right. That she could have lived? Or that it wasn't even the cancer that directly killed her? Like, we yeah. thought the cancer was, that's it. So when we overcame it, in our minds, it's like, oh... We don't have to worry about anything anymore, yeah. or at least as you know, as extensive as we did before when, right. when she had cancer. So the fact that you know it wasn't even the cancer that killed her is just very frustrating because it's yeah. like I understand, Manuel. I, I I hate to have to cut it short. Yeah, but we, we, we have to bring you back for sure. We <laughs> no no I, no no. There there's a need. Like we yeah. we need to bring you back, but we do want we have to because we do have to get the hell out yeah, of here. Now they charge us like a thousand dollars. Um, so I want to start getting into wrapping it up. So I'm only gonna ask you for two more things. Okay. One is um with everything that's occurred, what is your mentality now? How do you think it's gonna be beneficial now for the relationship that you have and moving forward? And then we're gonna end it with final thoughts, briefly. Okay. Briefly. So now with everything that you've gone through, what what is your perspective now going into with with you know, on the second attempt and now just with life in general, um, want to end it positively. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, from, I guess the spiritual awakening that we were talking about, I just want to stay true to myself and I don't want to hurt anybody because I know I did hurt people before. I've been the bad guy. I've been the toxic person. I've been the one to break the heart to, you know, to do, to do some, something wrong and no one likes to admit it, but I mean, it is what it is. I, I wouldn't be where I am had I not done or gone through the things that I did or went through. You, you know, are. that's the sad truth. That's everything we go in. Everything we go through in this life shapes us to be who we are today. You know, all the traumatizing events, all the growing up, all the careers, all the friends, all the family members, everything that we have in life, all those little things start adding up to who we are today. So had I not gone through what I've gone through, I wouldn't be the person I am today. So for that, I'm thankful. For that, I'm grateful. And I think I just I just want to stay true to myself. I want to stay happy. And I want to be at peace. And I have been. So if, if I'm going to be with somebody, it's because I'm going to share it with them. It's not because I want to add stress into my life or argument or unhappiness or, or stress or anything like that. Like, I just want to share the state at the state that I am. Yeah. I want to share that with somebody. I want to be happy. I want to travel. I want to learn. I want to grow. I just want, you know, to just continue the track that I am on, you know, but with somebody else. You know, it's nice to be in love. It's nice to have somebody there taking it day by day. Like, I'm not the type of person who thinks into the future. I don't care what's going to happen. Like, I like to prepare for the future in finance and career, you know. I have to be, you know, like I'm not stupid with, with my money. I like to mm -hmm. save. I like to be prepared for my bills, you know. I became a homeowner at 22. So it's like, that's something that I have to be prepared for. That's something that I have to be ready for, you know? And then career-wise, what's gonna keep giving me income? What's my plan for the future? As far as experiences, traveling, friends, relationships, I take that day by day. I don't like to think about yesterday. I don't like to think about tomorrow. How I feel today is how I feel right now. Mm -hmm. And that's how I act. That's what I, that's how I act on. That's what I like to do. That's what I like to think. And 
I just, it is what it is day by day and we'll see what happens. But I don't like to think far, you know, far ahead in that aspect. Yeah, I see you as someone who's just very open and willing to accept what's being thrown at you. Mm -hmm. And then you work with that to, you know, kind of you like change it and make it good like you, you you learn something from it yeah. you always accept it as as, as something yeah an opportunity just, to better yourself I, f I no just, matter what it is i just go i just flow through the universe i guess I and whatever you. the universe throws at me i try to accept it as much as i can i don't like to force things you know if you if you have to force something then it's not really meant to happen it's not really so one of the first really things i said you. when we we're talking about your relationship you guys were forcing it at first i'm hoping that this time is a little bit of a little better turnout yeah all right, so Mania, look, we always end the show with what we call a final thoughts. Final thoughts is pretty much any advice you'd give to yourself, any any advice you want to give to someone, or something that you believe by, or you stand by. You stand by. Um, so you can say it to the camera, you can say it to us again, like a sentence or two, um, and then we can sign off. Um, let me think. Yeah, because you said a lot of stuff, which it could be like a final thoughts. Like, yeah. You know, stay true to yourself. <laughs> yeah. Like a summary, I guess. Yeah. Brief summary. St stay true to yourself. Um, I just feel don't let other people like dim your light. I consider myself a light, like a star, I guess you can say. Um, and there's people who are going to try to like dim it or turn it off. And I just, I don't want people to ever allow other people to do that to them, you know, because I've seen it, you know, with my parents, I've seen it with my friends, I've seen it happen to me and I don't want it. I don't want, you know, Again, like you're like, don't let people dim it. That yeah. is beautiful. <laughs> I like it. I like it. It's no, so yeah. important to have control over your own emotions and yourself and, and not allow someone else to manipulate or allow someone else to mani manipulate themselves into. And dictate yeah. how you dictate. live your life and how you shine, yeah. essentially. How exactly. You how, we, how we shine. How we shine. I mean, you and I both know. Um, I don't know if you ever lost anybody close to you. But I mean, given that yeah. we've lost people, like you realize how delicate life is and that you don't want to waste time being mad over things that you can't control or stressing things that don't need, don't necessarily need to be stressed. Like just live your life, like take things as they come and go. You know, if, if something's bound to like, you know, not be in your life, just let it go. You know, just, I'm just be at peace and be at peace, you know, like, and I'm sorry, I know you guys need to go, but I also read that the goal is not to be happy. The goal is to be at peace because it's normal to feel emotions as far as anger, frustration, sadness, happiness, excitement. You're, you are always going to feel all those emotions. So it's pretty much impossible to be happy 24 seven, you know? So the goal is to be at peace that no matter what emotion you're feeling, you know that you're going to be who you are at the end of the day, that it's not going to disturb where you are in life, that it's not going to disturb who you are in life and that you're, you know, that you're at peace no matter whether you're happy or angry or upset or excited or confused or frustrated, that you're going to still be at peace. You know, it's impossible to be happy 24 seven. I would I like hope, that. I would hope, you know, you know, I strive to be happy, but the goal is to 24 seven be at peace. You at peace? I am at peace. I'm home. I'm <laughs> I like that. I, I approve this message. <laughs> the coffee break of approves. Yeah. Stamp of approval. Mariana, thank you so much. It was uh, thank you so much for coming on here, being vulnerable, talking about these difficult conversations. <sighs> but that's what this is all about. So we appreciate you coming on and, and being no, open. Thank you guys yeah, for it me. was awesome. Yeah. Literally, part be, two will be happening beyond <laughs> uh, our expectations. Yeah. Well, you had no, you didn't even didn't know, know what to expect. I didn't know, but um, but, but from the little beach days, you were like, eh. 
I'm like, who's this guy? This girl just hitting a volleyball around. And <laughs> look at this. We're pretty good with predicting kind of. We have good guests. We, yeah. We're pretty good with that. I would hope so. At this point, yeah. But uh, We're very strategic. Yes. And I smart. think uh, well, I, I made a good strategic you move. Did. Nah, but definitely on. being here is more than, it's a lot more than what I expected. Uh, like, really? I feel like good. Are you, are at, you peace. at peace? I'm at peace. Are I'm you at peace? peace? I'm at peace. Here at Coffee Breakup, we believe in peace too. <laughs> we believe in peace. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. It's time to break up. So to sign off, remember. No, but we'll get back together. Don't worry. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, no, we will. Uh, maybe it's like one of those toxic relationships. <laughs> exactly, you know, we'll, exactly. we'll um, Before we go, please remember to like the video down below, subscribe to the YouTube channel, ring the notification bell. Website coffeebreakup.com. If you're on the go, Spotify and iTunes, you can listen to us. Social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. With that being said, thank you so much, guys, for the support, Mariana. Mariana. Wow. You're awesome. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Later. Ciao.